Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. This is your host, Dave Lewis, and today on the program, I am joined by Bruce Lehman. Bruce is the Director of Marketing Operations at Hitachi Ventura, and he and I are going to geek out a little bit about the evolution of, of MarTech and what's happening in the world of marketing operations. Bruce, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me on, David. Really appreciate it. We were just talking about his corgi, and uh, my daughter was over last night, Bruce, and she brought Sherlock over, and he... Uh, Sherlock's not doing too well. He had to go to the vet. No, no. I don't know how he did, but I guess I guess they need to make some changes to his diet. Do you find that your your dogs are are they diet sensitive dogs? He he really is. Uh, yeah, pretty sensitive. Uh, he can't. He doesn't do beef or pork. So well, I I don't have a pet, but I love them coming over and I love handing them right back and and then vacuuming and cleaning up. Those are, they're hairy little beasts. Those those corgis. They are they actually have a double coat so they're they're related to huskies people don't don't I, realize that i did so, not know that twice the fur wow but i gotta admit though uh you know we got him right before the pandemic and he has been uh, a huge part of helping us get through this thing so I, not I sorry to have him at all i don't think you're alone there with the role that pets have played through the pandemic for sure right. so uh yeah so martech yeah I'm just kind of kind of curious. It's like you you and I have crossed paths a couple of different times here. Back when I was uh, working over at IHS Market, and uh, you know, back then we were focused on Eloqua and and um, some of what it offered and, and some of the things that it didn't offer. And then they got bought by Oracle. It'd be kind of an interesting thought there as to whether you think that's been beneficial to them or uh, you know or limiting the direction they were going in. Well. Uh, I, I just, I just listened to a podcast this morning with Jill Rowley. I, do you know Jill? I do know Jill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Most people in the Eloqua community know, we call her the Ella queen, right? Jill. That's right. So Jill was the, the long answer to your question is you and I go back a long time with Eloqua. I go back so far. It was when it was just Eloqua before yep. Oracle and you do as well. So we we lived through that period of change. And the short answer to is, has it been good for Eloqua? Uh, I would say no. Um, yeah. I, I think Oracle, Oracle's a phenomenal company in terms of its growth and its scale and and innovations like with, with their acquisition of Java and what they've done with infrastructure. But let's face it, they're not, to date, they're not a marketing technology company uh that's, that's not right. their roots that's not their culture that's not their background they've sold to the cio the cto and other it related roles and when they acquired eloqua i think that was the first time they ever started selling to the front office to people like you yep. and i i don't think they were well equipped uh to do that and so it's it's not been good for their growth there are much 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 fewer companies using eloqua today than there were back then uh, I'm starting to see some innovation uh, and an improvement come out. Uh, it was nice that Stephen Strike, been, who is the been a while, <laughs> yeah, he's Stephen's the head of product, and he goes back to the Eloqua days. So it's nice that Oracle right. brought him back, and so we're starting to see some innovation there. But as you know, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Bruce and I know each other as we say going back to IHS Market, and it was IHS Market. It was you guys that said 
we like this platform, Eloqua, but we want to scale it and bring it out to hundreds of users. Can you help with that demand gen? And that was a request, but we didn't deliver that help just through services. As you know, we made an innovation. You want to talk about that since we're talking about MarTech? Yeah, I mean, so, so, so yeah, two, two thoughts there. One is, you know, these platforms, um, it's the old saying, right? With great power comes great responsibility. Oh, and, yeah. And it's the, you know, I'm in marketing operations, right? So I'm in the, I'm in the group that, you know, wants it to be safe and wants it to be secure. And, um, you know, the front, the, the, the marketing, the field marketing people, right? They want to get in there and they want to do things and they want to use the tool and they want to leverage their skills within, within the great platform like Eloqua. And so uh, I was actually there when, when uh, Penny uh, engaged you guys to build Launchpad, which yeah. I think, is that still the name of the product? Launchpad? Campaign Launchpad, yeah. Campaign Launchpad, which was great because what it did is it took that 80% of the use that you, that you want to have and made it, uh, you know, still had the safeguards in play, but made it something that you could safely hand to a field marketer and they get, you know, they have their list that's already been figured out and they got their template that's already been figured out uh, and they can do quite a bit of work. Uh, without worrying about you know tripping over the the thousand ways to to fail right yeah for sure so uh, fantastic add on you know it's kind of interesting um, going back and I think as you mentioned I would love to see that for Marketo just putting my plug in there all right but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know it's interesting also kind of going back to the Oracle piece the one thing that they that they uh, really pitched hard when they when they purchased Oracle was improved reporting. Uh, and I, I have yet to see that. Um, and to be honest with you, even within Marketo, mm -hmm. reporting seems to continue to be an issue for mm -hmm. marketing automation platforms. Don't know if you have any thoughts there, but well, uh, we'll we'll come back to that. I just I want to say that folks on Campaign Launchpad, that this was a fun project with IHS. And at at the risk, I do not want to turn this podcast into a infomercial for Campaign Launchpad. But I will say for any of you who have Eloqua and either want to uh, democratize its use across the world or a larger a set word. of, you know, yeah, right. So I'll put a link to uh, a demo. We've got a couple of demos, Bruce, on the YouTube channel on Demand Gen TV. So I'll put some links to those for those of you eloquent. You can see this product in action. But basically, as you know, what we did, we looked at MailChimp. We said, how do we take the power of Eloqua, like, you know, Spider Man, great power, great responsibility? <laughs> how do we take the power of it, but dumb it down in such a way that a mere mortal could use it and yet have all the governance that folks like you running marketing operations needed to, to put in place. So that is Campaign Launchpad. Go check it out if you're using Eloqua and that. But I, I actually think it was one of the most innovative things that had come to Eloqua in many years. And since and we even made email governor uh, uh, as, as well. But let's... let's uh, so, uh, Andy could have a whole discussion we could. just on, on email governor and, you know, it, it, the whole concept of governance and sharing databases yeah. amongst business units and uh really really appreciated the the product there when i was there yeah uh and like i said i'd love to see it for other platforms <laughs> well in terms of doing it for other platforms i mean if you guys listen to the podcast or out there using marketo i would drop a comment uh well you can't this is on the podcast yeah. i was thinking of the youtube channel drop me a note on linkedin uh david lewis go to me on linkedin if you think we need to build an interface for Marketo that you know dumbs down the interface and makes makes uh, like the goodness that we did for IHS and do some email governor technology so that you limit the number of sends uh, to particular people or segments. Like I'd love to hear from you because we haven't ported those innovations, Bruce, over as you know, and you've been an yeah. advocate for wanting us to do it. But I think that there was a few people out there that really wanted 
us to make these things, and that would be the genesis enough for Ilya and the crew to to get on it. Hey, by the I, way, I, I, do you know Ilya's getting mad. Ilya's, by the way, guys, the the lead architect is, um, on all this, and he's Bruce. He's getting married next week. Fantastic! More change, more evolution. <laughs> and and do you know who's so, getting married too? I do not. You're a tall guy, right? Yeah. Well, you're you're not as tall as his about six four. Six four. I don't. I can look it up real quick, but I don't think you're as tall as his future father-in-law. He's marrying Charles Barkley's daughter. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Charles is definitely taller than Charles that for sure. Tall. Okay, got a couple. Wow, good soon. for him. Yeah, Christiana's so a sweetheart. Up. Yeah, yeah. He he, he's, <laughs> he definitely is marrying up. We give him grief about that. But Ilya and I grew up in the same uh, hometown of Port Washington, Long Island. He joined the team just fresh out of college, uh, and it was fun talking to his mom and, and talking about how bright he was and the things that we could do together. So next week, probably by the time this airs, I will be at his wedding uh, for a major that's, milestone. That's cool. yeah, yeah, it is cool. He, he's real easy to work with, too. That's, I really enjoyed my time with when, I, when he was working on the campaign launch pad, so very simple to work with. Let's uh, so, talk about t- current state. You... Um, you, you and I had a great conversation the other day that I want to come back to, which is the sea of the the big buffet of marketing technology, all the different solutions. And, you know, you we said, let's talk about it on the podcast about the overlap, the Venn diagram of overlap of functionality and capability. You want to kick us off? Yeah. So, so and it's interesting because that's why I threw that Oracle piece in there, because one of the things that, that I think happened with Oracle is they lost a bit of that community passion and drive and singular focus mm-hmm. that the Eloqua team brought to it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder if that's also happening. So what I'm seeing is that you have people kind of expanding their platform. So we see a lot of content syndication uh, companies, great organizations. Now you got your tech, your tech targets, your Aberdeens that are now expanding into trying to be a data provider. You know, they're, they're including uh, intent data in in many cases, uh, they're you know going into targeted ad display, mm-hmm. all, all good things, and it's exciting from one perspective because uh, that connectivity and coming at it from a holistic suite lets you do things you wouldn't necessarily get to do. But then, as again, as a marketing operations professional, it becomes more muddied in terms of rationalizing your tech stack and you know deciding where you might've had a best in breed intent provider and a best of breed content syndication provider, mm-hmm. you know, now there's a lot of overlap and yeah. then you have to go and you have to explain that to your executives and, and, and navigate, you know, the perception of the funding and the expense and the resources. If that makes sense. It, it does. And I, and I, when I ran marketing, there was no marketing operations function. Uh, there was a marketing automation manager that I added onto my team. He actually was the web what, what was the title back in the days? Like, remember, remember they had, what was the title of like webmaster? There you go. Do you remember the God. title of webmaster? I'm d- really dating myself. Webmaster. Yeah. So <laughs> my Jaime Acevedo, shout out to Jaime if you're listening. Uh, he was our webmaster within the marketing team. And I bring in Eloqua. Jill Rowley was my sales rep. And I saw it and I was like, Jerry Maguire, you, you had me at hello with the demo, like, wow. So I can actually have my team build lead scoring systems and nurture systems and integration with CRM and not have to do any coding, a no code marketing automation platform. So I, Jaime and I went down the journey together. I brought, I bought whiteboards, little ones for everybody on the team so that we could draw mm. nurture streams, but there was no MarTech 
beyond really the CRM and marketing automation. This is circa 2003. So I look at guys like you who are constantly, I mean, vendors must pitch you all the time and you buy a tool like, let's say, a lean data or a ring lead or an open prize or one of the many different data orchestration platforms. It will throw integrate in there, uh, throw throw lead space in there. There's so, throw Engageo in there. How do you How do you make sense of it all and evaluate solutions? That's part one of the question. And then when you evaluate this and say, here's here's something I want, do you think about what you have to sunset and, and how you pitch it to management to get yet another investment in another in tool? I can't imagine what it's like. Is, is it, it keeps you busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly right. You know, that, um, yeah, I think everybody's familiar with that uh, kind of uh, the info info diagram of, you know, here was there were 10 vendors, then there were 100, then there were 1,000, then right. there's 10,000. I don't know what it's up to. It's up to a lot. I think 7,000, um, last look. 7,000. And that, you know, and that's a certain complexity. And now they're rebounding and, and consuming each other and merging. And, you know, I think that's that's adding yet another, it's just a different factor, but it's the same puzzle. So what we've done is we have, um, I mean, it's a really good question. So we've actually dedicated resources to, to kind of a PMO function. Mm-hmm. And we have a regular cadence of um, review with each of our vendors. You know, what have you, what have you added? What's new? Does that meet a gap? Um, you know, a big part of that for us was when I say rationalizing the tech stack, which I had a lot of help with, uh, you know, it's, it's trying to look at what, what are the functions within marketing? What is the buyer's journey, what is the customer touches, and which of these technologies address each of those phases. And then you kind of get a visual, mm-hmm. which helps simplify some of that complexity uh, so that you can kind of go, oh, wow, we've got three things here that there may be a good reason for having three things. There may not, but over here, we got nothing. And, you know, that way you can kind of go in and, and try to try to have that conversation always against the needs of the deliverables for marketing. If that makes sense, but if, it's it's a it's a constant discipline. You you can't stop. <laughs> do do the vendors do a good job? The sales rep at the vendors do a good job. Do you think explaining and demoing the products for the most part these days? I think they're they're also adjusting to the same change management only from the internal perspective. So so you were you know one day you're selling. Um, uh, content syndication services. Now you're selling intent. Now you're selling, you know, now you're selling priority and like tech target. Right. So, so um, I think that they're also in a game of evolution and catch up. And um, I think if you, we, we kind of help them together collectively, we kind of look at it. Um, so, so I wouldn't say it's the, it, it's not the old days where they had their one pitch, their product did one thing and mm-hmm. they knew exactly how to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, I think you can get there, but I don't think it's as, as polished and, you know, and it can't be by the time they've got that polished, their company buys something else or adds something else to the stack. If that makes sense. Let me, uh, let's, let's, let's so we do have to it. kind of guide them. Okay. Right. Let's do day in the life. Uh, vendor a walks into your office. No, well, not that people do that right now, but walks into your virtual office and is going to explain to you their MarTech tool. Do you want to see PowerPoint, any PowerPoint? You want to see the tool? What's the best way for a vendor to demonstrate, explain their product to someone in your role, head of marketing operations? Yeah, I find um, stories and use cases are the the quickest way to communicate the potential benefit of a platform. Uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, so, so you know, pro- marketing problem, user uh, experience with their product outcome. 
um, is what I enjoy uh, the most. Outcome, um, key po- keyword there. Uh, absolutely. And, and it never hurts to be referenceable either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what I struggle with 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 the vendor community out there is i think they have this this sort of mandate or goal of displacing everybody and becoming the one-stop shop for everything Mm -hmm. and i think that does them a a, a disservice um because it's really more bring bring to me you know how you help solve my problems and i'll slot you into the puzzle right as opposed to fighting to become the puzzle because chances are you're not going to be the strongest in every facet of what your new combined suite of, of tools does. What do you do? Throw another question at you. What do you do every year in terms of evaluating your MarTech stack and deciding what to uh, sunset, one to enhance and, and fill gaps? How do you approach that? So we actually try to review um, everything, not, not everything in the same quarter, but we have a quarterly cadence where we will take a look at one of the um, 50 plus tools that we have in the stack. And um, one of of 50, he said. Yeah. 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 Oh, plus, I don't know if a lot of your um, clients and audience have this environment. We're in a multi-CRM, multi-stack environment as our company goes out and is acquisitive and brings new groups into the company. We, so that we that do, adds to the complexity. We do. We do. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, little little chess beating. Back in the day, we did Salesforce's deployment of Eloqua, and they had six CRM instances. You know, because they get them pretty cheap. Um, they had <laughs> right. six CRM instances, and we had to connect one instance of Eloqua across those six, which we had to put some middleware in place to be able to handle. You know, deciding which is the system of record and integration of data between yep. them. Not an ideal infrastructure, and they've definitely um, they've definitely collapsed it quite a bit since then. In almost all instances, uh, Bruce, and I'd like to get your opinion on it. Like, we always want to try to get our clients to one marketing automation and one CRM, unless there's a reason to have different systems. Like right now, uh, one of our clients, Splunk, uh, who uses Eloqua. You know they've been acquiring other companies, and so when when they do an acquisition or Workday, who's another client of ours, does an acquisition, we will evaluate whether it makes sense to keep them as a separate infrastructure set or to integrate them. And when I say integrate, what I really mean is migrate uh, their what they're doing over to a global instance. It's a, they're fun projects, big big projects. Oh, yep, for sure. In fact, uh, kind of going back to IHS, they were on they were on a pace at one point while I was working there. To they were acquiring a new organization every seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, it's just a it's a never ending. I kind of I kind of favor the unless there's some really 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 good reason to keep them separate. You just you just plan on absorbing them as quickly as possible and moving them. No, don't don't you know don't pull the band aid off slow. <laughs> just just get it get it done. Now I want to give your team a shout out because that multi stack environment uh, that we have here. You know we 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 trade data back and forth between stacks and. Uh, you know, your your team has helped me out quite a bit. Roger and Nova and uh, Beverly um, has have gotten in there and helped me, you know, kind of do some forensics to I inherited these systems and kind of helped me roadmap what's there and what's missing and what needs to be put in play. And that's been a tremendous help. Uh, that said, we would love to go to one yeah. one stack, of course. Yeah. Well, consolidation. So shout is- out to the team. Uh, let, let's talk about Nova. A uh, little factoid about Nova. Nova's been with us. She's coming up on her ten year. I think she's. I think she's at eight. 
eight or nine, Nova was the very first Marketo solution architect that we hired. Um, I, when I wanted to move, we, we came back to Eloqua, right? That was our roots. So when, when I launched demand gen 13 and a half years ago, maybe we should talk about what comes next for demand gen later, but, um, 13 and a half years ago, when I, I launched the would company, like would you? That. All right. Cause you I have a little like inside baseball. That. I do. Uh, when we launched the practice, we were Eloqua only. Marketo didn't exist. And then I discovered Eloqua from a friend at a poker game. Shout out to Bobby Carp, who was like employee seven. And he told me about it and I looked at it and it made sense to me that we had to expand beyond Eloqua because that would attract a whole new market. And maybe they'd be the, the leader in the market or second, second place. And I asked a friend of mine, who is the most knowledgeable Marketo person that you've ever worked with? Mm. And he said, Nova Capitor. And I said, can you introduce me? And introduced me and I brought her to Demandgen. And she's still, as you know, here today. And, you know, I don't have to tell you this, you know, like probably one of the smartest, most wonderful people uh, to work with. She's been phenomenal. Yeah, a real, a real pleasure. Just, just, you know, get guides you to the answers um, and makes it easy. Right. Documents the hell out of everything. Things. I love documentation. Yes. <laughs> all, all marketing ops people love documentation. Let me tell you. And so. and uh, yeah, yeah, and and we do a lot of that because you can't look at these systems and and know what's in there. And you're bringing new people on your team all the time. So if we're building scoring systems and nurture systems and demand Absolutely. funnels and all that, we got to document it all. Roger too, love his accent by the way. Roger's <laughs> sharp as heck, and uh, he's been great. Great addition, great addition to the team. Beverly's another person uh, that you gave a shout out to. Beverly started as a campaign specialist, um, building and launching emails, campaign after campaign after campaign. And I don't think she knew. Uh, marketing automation when she joined us. We loved creating careers for people and teaching them the systems and just watching her grow. Yeah, but you know what's cool about that is that she 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 now has the empathy of the people who have to actually produce results with the system. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge. Yeah. Right. I mean nothing nothing like I, you know, I had to do the emails and see if the emails did anything to help you be on the other side of that and support that. Well, let me ask you a question as we as we share some love for the team. What do you love about your your role? What what makes marketing automation leading marketing you know, automation? It, fun? It's it's Auto funny because we sit, we sit here and yeah, no, we talk about the complexity and we talk about the the challenges and the problems. And I gotta be totally honest with you, that is both the the hard stuff and the fun stuff. I mean, yeah. I think I have the same personality as a lot of people in my role in the discipline, which is you know an intense curiosity and, and interest in solving puzzles. Uh, you know, when it gets to the point where everything just runs and you don't have to do anything that, you know, it's time to look for a new challenge. Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I love, I love seeing taking this, this ecosystem and being able to field business problems and marketing problems and, you know, uh, quickly turn that around and make it a solution and an opportunity for them. You, you don't get that chance in every role. And I love it. And you, and you dive in, there's a lot of people do hop around and there's, there's times to hop around, especially if you're in the wrong place, but you know, you were at PolarSoft for 10 years, you were at IHS for seven years and you're now almost three years at Hitachi Ventura. And what, what I like seeing about that is when you're committed to an environment and that you can really make an impact. If you're there a year or two, just when you're really starting to build out your demand factory or whatever you want to call it, as, as I call it, you know, then then if you exit, you can start again and do it somewhere else, but you really don't get to reap the benefits of all that That's foundational right. work that you put in place. That's right. Yeah, I I, I thank you for that. I, I think that that the 
you know, the idea of um, you got to go where, where your career takes you. Absolutely. But, you know, I think that there is a piece of that evolution and change that you're going to miss out on in a one or two year stint, Mm -hmm. right? You've barely put the first solution in place, uh, much less had to react to the change, to the change, to the change. And I think that's a piece of this, this uh, profession that's uh, very interesting and challenging. How do you it's easy to set up something and walk away, yeah. right? How do you, so you like Marketo? You talked about the the reporting capabilities of Eloqua that you seem to um, have a fondness well, for. What are some of the things that you like about Marketo as a guy who's a two footed soccer player? So I think I think all the platforms have have their good and bad points. Um, I loved Eloqua. Eloqua is the you know, for, for somebody that likes to have lots of levers to pull, mm-hmm. right. Eloqua is, you know, right there. I think, I think I love what Marketo did around, um, just simplifying building nurtures. I think that that piece of what they do is, um, uh, pretty outstanding. I think I also like the fact that Marketo is so easy to integrate other solutions into, um, and it becomes your marketing hub, right? So you have all these other solutions and you, you anchor them. So we have our anchors, our Adobe Experience Manager, Marketo, and Salesforce. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from a marketing ecosystem, I always try to anchor everything off of Marketo and then have it flow to those other places. So I like I like that quite a bit. The launch point uh, was was genius, you know, to, yeah, to create an exactly. ecosystem. It's kind of like the iPhone is Marketo and the App Store or the apps are our launch point, right? The, the, the value of the iPhone, or even Android for that matter, you know, exponentially increases because of the tools that are that are added to it. And That's so, right. you know, here, like you, we we don't have fifty. We have about thirty tools <laughs> in our Martech stack. We're we're smaller than Hitachi Ventara, but we well, still, but, yeah. <laughs> but we have a lot of tools. And Sabrina Killian, who's our marketing operations manager, does an amazing job stitching it all together. She's your counterpart here. So we got Sendoso. We got. Here. Yeah, she's. I'll make sure you guys get connected. It's good. I think Sendos is a fabulous tool. Um, it's it's interesting not to not to interrupt you, but I mean, uh, I've, the the utility of that, especially for high value clients, I think is unrealized in a lot of places. Yeah. For those that don't know what Sendoso is, I'm gonna, I'm going to shout out to Justin, our producer, Dimension Radio. Put a link to the uh, the Sendoso video that that Sabrina and I did uh, in the podcast comments, so people can check it out. But it's 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 direct on demand or print on demand. So if you need to, in a nurture flow, send something to someone, you can do that. If, and there's sales and yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. It It's kind of Amazon meets your marketing automation system. You just say, hey, right. at, at this flow, send this thing to this person and you can personalize the hell out of it if you want, but you can send everything from a gift card to a cupcake to uh whatever whatever you want to send or, or a, a, yeah, mug chosky yeah. whatever but, the case is but you know it's such a un, underutilized channel now yeah with everybody relying on digital that it makes such a big impact when you get that package in the mail for sure hey speaking of change you kind of hinted at it a little bit yeah uh and growth and and your team um I'll tell me tell me where you're you know some news where are you heading are, are we going there oh ooh, that's I, a, i'd like to go there i this, think it's exciting this 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 will be then a historic podcast it'll be the first time ever ever that i have publicly talked about what's happening next for demand gen wow nice nice setup bruce (laughs) i'm tingling all right uh i mentioned we've been doing this for 13 and a half years demand gen and we've been a client-funded growth organization all that time 
And like any business, there's a natural part of the business, Bruce, where you have to say, because um, one of our guiding principles is growth. We are committed to growth. You have to say, how do I future-proof the business? How do I future-proof my team's careers like Nova and Beverly and Roger? Uh, how do I rise, take the company and, and put it on a platform where we can realize our full potential? Um, some people go the investment route and take on private equity uh, money. We have decided to join forces with a company called BDO Digital. So oh, do I have it here? There we go. Right. <laughs> I, I'll add my congratulations. It's really exciting. Thank you. Of, of course, Bruce knew before we jumped on the podcast. I just let him know. Uh, and now letting all of you know uh, in this podcast. Um, and I'll do it a few times because I want to make sure you guys you guys hear it. But uh, first of all, I want to say to all the, the clients listening and all the partners listening, uh, we we got here with you guys. We could not have done this without you. And folks like you, Bruce, have and you know continue to partner with us every place you go. Thank you so much for helping us with our our growth. Thank you. Uh, likewise, you, you make the lives of people like myself a lot easier. So uh, I couldn't, couldn't do it without the help. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a super fun journey. Uh, but the reality is this whole digital transformation, uh, arena and the ability to help folks like you, you mentioned Adobe experience manager. I, I want to deliver those services to you. I want to expand, uh, the capabilities and, and the only way to do that in the time frame that we want to and accelerate our growth was, like I said, to join forces with BDO Digital. So I will be a partner. I am a partner. Uh, by the time you hear this in, in BDO Digital, I lead the, our demand generation practice, and I will make sure that we link uh, in the show notes uh, to the press release so you guys can read about it. Reach out to me if you want to hear more information about it. But we let all the employees know just the other day. They're super excited. 100% of us are coming across to the new business. This is not a restructure. And this is not, you know, we talked about Eloqua joining at Oracle. One of the things I told my team is, Everybody still works for the same people. There's no change to the structure. Your team, Bruce, unchanged. Uh, it's just business as usual for us, but in a much bigger platform, much bigger stage, so we can bring to you the services uh, and scale that you guys need to to keep Hitachi growing and, and thriving. Thank you. Well, what I like about that is is it, it mirrors exactly what we're talking about as the the Martech landscape expands and continues to you know think of it as right? Ganglion cells. I mean, it continues to connect and connect and connect and become more leveraged. Uh, and you're just following right along with that so that you're expanding beyond Marketo, which is a great platform. And there's a lot you can do with it. But, you know, there's 10x what you can do with it once you connect it to all the other tools, yeah. like you said. Well, and that was that well, was the reason that we joined uh, BDO Digital is because when they, so BDO is a $10 billion company. They're one of the five largest professional services firms in the world. And they're about a hundred year old company, large, large footprint across the globe, 80,000 employees, Bruce. But that is big. Yeah, it is. B, but BDO Digital is a startup, really. It's, it's only two, about two and a half years old. And it was born because of BDO recognizing that we need to help companies with digital transformation. And the, launch of BDO Digital started with really more of, of professional services for the back office, for the, the CTO and the CIO. And they recognized that in order for them to provide the full suite of services to clients in the mid-enterprise market, they needed a partner 
uh, that could bring the capabilities as we do for sales, for marketing and customer experience, all the infrastructure around there. So it's a perfect marriage. We play a critical piece. And, and again, we'll, uh, we'll come together. People have been asking me all kinds of questions like, how do you feel about the demand gen brand? And one thing I'll tell all you guys, like demand gen radio is not going away. It's a perfect brand name for what we are doing here, nor will demand gen TV change. So thank you guys for being part of my community. And I'd love to hear your comments and, and thoughts and questions about it. I'm super excited for my team uh, and super excited for you, Bruce. I, lo I look forward to expanding our footprint in the work that we are we're doing there with the growth of the org. These guys are big in data and analytics and machine learning and, and AI. So for us to bring new capabilities to our clients is, is, is exciting. Yeah, it's really interesting. Are, are you seeing, do you think you'll get into the, the virtual experience platforms and how those with everybody not doing in-person trade shows, I seem those seem to be exploding and, you know, uh, it's definitely an area where nobody has experience. So no, it's just one yeah. of those interesting things. We would, what was, Wow, you want to? I mean, we could do a whole. I I probably should do a whole podcast on our journey. Uh, and, I would love to, and, that, and yeah. what we've done. Because I talked to, I've talked to companies over, I would say the past four years. Over the last four years is when I started to think, okay, for our next level of growth, let's see if there's a partner out there uh, to do that. And one of the companies I talked to said, "Love your business, love everything you're doing." but your team is virtual. And I'm like, yeah, we've been virtual since day one. We have an office in San Ramon. There's about 10 of us out of that office, but everyone else works out of their home, everybody. So I can hire the best talent in the world and offer them the greatest place they've ever worked because there's no commute for one thing, among other things. And they said, you know what, Dave, just not a fit for us because all of our people in the office in San Francisco, and so this would not work. Boy, <laughs> they must look back and go, uh, little did they know the world would change. So yeah, we look, it, this is a channel, right? Webinars yeah. uh, have always have been around for a very long time, but the virtual experience is is great. Hey, did you read Ready Player One? I just finished it. I did, and Ready Player Two. I have not read that yet. That's on the list. But I loved Ready Player One. It was a great book, great I, movie. I felt like it was book me. was better. Was it? Yeah. I, well, I yeah, was, it's right. It's right. And you and I are pretty close in age. I mean, that was yeah. our heyday, right? Oh yeah. Back in the oh, I won't say when, but. Yes. <laughs> did you have the same passion for the movie War Games that I certainly did? I mean, I oh yeah. I I thought I was him. I wanted to be uh, Matthew Broderick. Absolutely. I was hacking into the phone. My uh, my best friend's uh, dad worked at AT and T, and so we he would bring home, you know, the AT and T pr uh, computer, if you will, which you literally take the phone and put it into the cradle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and the output was paper. <laughs> And so, like, it literally would, like, uh, it was, it was uh, wow. absolutely, we were all over it. So, it was wow. a great, great decade to grow up in. I'm not, not gonna lie. Well, I am glad uh, that we had this very special moment to share the news uh, together yeah, and, and with everyone again. else. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And thank, thanks for being such a, a great partner. I look for, as we wrap up, um, you, you can see Bruce's name right there in the show notes, Bruce Lehman. L-E-H-M-A-N. For all of you in marketing operations, connect with Bruce. You know, build a community, peers. You guys have great ideas to share with one another. And Bruce certainly loves to, to help out and, and be a, a mentor, a coach for any of you uh, that are there. And uh, the other thing I want to let you guys know as we wrap up is um, I've done some, done some different episodes recently. I hope you guys are listening to them all. One that was very special for me, Bruce. You have a daughter. I have a daughter. I did um, Audrey's first year in marketing. Uh, I'm going to look that one up. That, that was just out a couple of weeks ago. And I, I sat down with her and I think uh, the whole goal that I had with that episode, besides a very special daddy daughter hour was 
to profile what it's like to be in marketing today, year one, and how to approach and, and really excel in marketing. But also for folks like you, folks like me, anyone who's managing the younger generation of marketers and hear what they're looking for, which is coach me and just throw a ton of stuff at me. They love to learn and they love to be a sponge. And as, as we talked about earlier, there's so much tech and so much science and art to marketing these days. It's limitless possibility. I couldn't agree more. It's a great, great discipline and great industry to be in. Well, that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you, Bruce, for sharing the big news with me. Thank you for sharing your your insights in, in marketing operations. Thank you guys for being part of the Demand Gen radio community. If you have not checked out and subscribed to Demand Gen TV, demandgen.tv is the place to go. And we that's where we show you uh, and do demos of platforms like Bambora, Sendoso, Engageo, uh, you, you name it. If there's a MarTech tool that you want to see, we'll have it there on Demand Gen TV and feel free to make any suggestions and we'll get it on the program. I think I have six cents coming up, Bruce. Any, what, what, what one product do you want me to put on Demand Gen TV as your private demo that, that others can watch? Got a request? Uh, oh, that's an interesting... Any tool you haven't seen that you want to see and I'll invite them on and... And do it Actually, demo. I'm kind of interested in Six Sense. Six Sense. See what they right. have to say. Yeah, it's coming up. I record that one next week, so it'll be out. Uh, I don't know if it'll be out by the time this episode airs, but go subscribe, everybody, and that way uh, we release new episodes every single week here on Demand Gen Radio. Every, new episodes every single week on Demand Gen TV, and and like I said, despite the big news, Bruce, these these programs are here to stay. All right, guys, that's going to do it. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Take care. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing. <laughs>